it was a different kind of recognition and it was recognition that I hadn't received before and this was not based on oh the length or oh it's so silky this is just wow your hair's it's short and it's in its natural form and it was probably on a day when I was feeling a bit self-conscious because it was looking looking a bit funky a little busted maybe I hadn't styled it as well as I would have liked and so for someone to just recognize my hair in its natural form and um to be kind enough to share a compliment really meant a lot to me Hi, this is Cookie from Cookie's Raw Hair Care, and you're listening to The Natural Hair Podcast. So hi, curl friends. Today is my first solo episode for The Natural Hair Podcast. And um, I'm going to be honest and say I'm kind of recording this on a whim, but I realized that I, I mean, in passing in previous episodes, I've shared bits, like snippets of my own personal natural hair journey. I really hate the term natural hair journey now, by the way, but for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it that. So I haven't really shared my own personal story fully. And I figured that I could record a short episode just to do that. Um, I think it gives a bit of context around the genesis of Cookies Raw Hair Care and some of the inconsistencies with how I manage the blog and my Instagram page and my no longer really in use YouTube channel. Um, but also explains why I've decided to podcast and start these conversations about black hair. So um, I'll start with timelines. I think my mom either started relaxing or texturizing my hair when I was about one and a half. And now, you know, this is 2020. There are probably some people that are like, oh my gosh, that was so young. At the time, you'd be surprised how many people were relaxing their kids' hair at a really early age. I've always had really, really, really thick, full hair. And I've always had a really tender, sensitive scalp. So it's a deadly combination. And I think that because of my mom's own experiences with her hair, similar, you know, thick, tender scalp as well, that was the decision that she made. So I know that at a point she did like maybe a curly perm or something like that. But then I think After a while, she relaxed it. When I was about three, there was a mishap that I think I've talked about on a previous episode where an auntie was babysitting me and took me to the barbers with her son. And something happened. I don't know. There was some kind of accident or miscommunication and they ended up shaving off all my hair. So my mom came back and met me and I was rocking basically like a TWA. It was a really, really teeny weeny afro. And then my hair grew back again. And I believe she relaxed it again. I don't think she kept it natural. So all of my earliest memories of my hair, bar maybe one or two, as far as I can remember, as long as I can remember, my hair's always been relaxed or was up until 2010. So I've been natural now for about 10 years. I'm just realizing now. Yeah. I think my last relaxer was December 2010. Yeah. And then I went natural. I did the big chop in June, 2011. So 10 years of being natural. It doesn't really feel like it, especially now because I don't do much to my hair. So I grew up with relaxed hair. My hair was always very long. I always got lots of compliments. Um, and in many ways, I think that the I feel like the compliments I received about my hair, I took them to mean that I was 
pretty or, you know, when people called me pretty or beautiful, they were saying it because I had long hair rather than because of how I looked as a person. And that feeling is something that I, I think it stuck with me even as I grew older and even as I got to university. So I, I do think that I felt a sense of pride around how long my hair was, around my hair texture, even when it was relaxed, it was really silky, it was really smooth. I often got asked if I was mixed race. I'm not mixed race, I'm 100% Nigerian or West African. There's nothing, nothing else going on here. Um, and I think I started to unpack the problematic elements of some of not just the comments that were being made, but even how I viewed myself and how I defined and understood beauty and what was deemed nice and what was deemed not nice um, when it comes to hair and hair textures. So, as I said, in December 2010, I decided that I wasn't going to relax my hair anymore. Um, I'd had issues with just hair management in general. So, I mean, managing relaxed hair is a lot, no matter what anyone says, for me, managing relaxed hair is a lot easier than dealing with natural hair, than dealing with um, my, nat my natural texture. But I was almost always burnt. So I always had chemical burns from the relaxer almost every single time, no matter how quickly they rinsed it out, my scalp burnt. And I think it got to a point where I started to question whether or not this was good or healthy. So... I want my hair to be straight and silky, but I do that at the expense of my scalp and skin. It didn't make sense to me after some time. So this is not a criticism of anyone who still chooses to relax their hair. Um, I'm just sharing my own experience and my own reflections. And a lot of what I'm saying is in hindsight. So I definitely started to question why I was still enduring the chemical burns and enduring the unpleasant salon trips and spending so much money on my hair. There was this great misconception that I held at the time, but believed that I would be spending less money on my hair if I went natural. And that is a complete lie, because as soon as I went natural, I became a massive product junkie and I spent all my money on hair products. Every time I saw a YouTube video or watched you know, watched a YouTube video or every time I read a new natural hair blog post and they talked about a product, I went out to go and look for it and to buy it and to try it out. So, yeah, don't go natural thinking that you're going to spend less money on your hair if you if you know you're the kind of person that is curious about products and likely to make decisions based on other people's reviews. That's all I'll say on that. So, um, yeah, the chemical burns and the pain... I think were a massive factor in my decision to stop relaxing my hair. A friend of mine in uni had already um, gone natural. So she had stopped relaxing her hair. She had done her big chop. And I remember thinking, wow, she looks amazing. Um, she was definitely watching a lot of YouTube videos. She had done a lot of research reading natural blogs. And there's an irony in needing to do research on how to return to your natural texture. So Again, I'm, I'm, I'm musing on this in, in hindsight and just thinking about the fact that we spent so much time combing through web articles and blog posts, trying to do research, I'm using air quotes, on natural hair. Crazy to me now because, you know, it's 10 years down the line, but at the time it was a really important step. So she had done loads of research. She'd shared everything that she had found with me. She had 
put me on some YouTube channels and YouTube videos and some of the natural hair YouTube veterans. I started subscribing to their content and watching it. And I definitely became more curious about my own natural hair texture, what it would look like, how it would feel, um, who I would be if I detached myself from this current identity that everybody was used to and this current visual presentation. I, I just wanted to know what it would be like, who I would be um, if I stopped relaxing my hair. And again, I have to say that I don't think who you are necessarily changes based on the texture of your hair, but these were some of the notions and this is these are some of the thoughts that were going through my mind at the time. So I wanted to still have my relaxed hair for my 21st birthday. I wasn't going to relax it anymore, but I do know that as I turned 21 from the pictures that I've seen, my hair was still long, silky and relaxed. After that, I cut it into a bob. So it was like shoulder length. It was really cute. And then I started transitioning. Transitioning was a horrible, wretched experience for me. Managing two textures, dealing with the line of demarcation. And for those that don't know, the line of demarcation is where your natural hair meets the relaxed ends. There's a line where the hair is most fragile and most likely to break. Um, so trying to manage and treat two different textures was tiresome, irritating, draining, and I think after about six months of doing it, one day I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to cut my hair. So I grabbed some paper scissors and I did my big chop in my university accommodation cubicle toilet and I recorded it. So there's a really old video on my YouTube channel. YouTube channel is Cookies Real Hair Care. I'm not active on YouTube anymore and maybe... At some point in the future, I'll do a long episode on that. But again, that's not the purpose of today's video. This is me talking about why I went natural. So I did my big chop and I remember seeing my texture, like properly seeing it. And I marveled. I marveled at it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is my hair. So this is this is me. This is how it grows out of my head. This is what I look like if I don't do anything. And there was something really liberating about that. I remember talking to people about going natural um, and doing a big chop and I was often discouraged and people told me I wouldn't look nice or I wouldn't look pretty. And I remember that there was a guy that I really liked at the time saying something, something along the lines of, you know, good luck finding a boyfriend if I cut my hair. And it was a comment that I tried to brush off, but I think I probably did internalize it. So there was this sense of, would I be less desirable? without my long shiny hair was my long silky hair the thing that made me desirable um and i think that you know for that reason as as well as many others there was definitely something very empowering about breaking off from that so letting go of that and saying okay well if that is what was appealing to a certain demographic so be it and as the hair goes they will go too and that's fine um my first few months of being natural were a lot of fun I was really excited about, I mean, my hair was really short, so it's not like I was doing loads with it, but I was really excited about playing with different products um, and trying out different styles with my teeny weeny afro and waking up and not having to do anything to my hair, not having to worry about styling it. I would literally just wet it, rub a bit of product on it, and then I would be on the move. And I remember one day I was in Bristol, which is where I went to university, and I was walking down the road and someone stopped me on the road. 
And he was like, hi, excuse me. I just want to tell you that your hair is beautiful and you look so good. And that was it. And then he went on his way. Now, I don't know if I looked, maybe I had this like newly natural, just cut my hair look. And that was the vibe I was giving off. Or maybe it was just a genuine compliment. Like, you know, hey, I like your hair. It looks really nice. But it made my day. Um, it was a different kind of recognition and it was recognition that I hadn't received before. And this was not based on, oh, the length or, oh, it's so silky. This is just, wow, your hair's, it's short and it's in its natural form. And it was probably on a day when I was feeling a bit self-conscious because it was a looking, looking a bit funky, a little busted. Maybe I hadn't styled it as well as I would have liked. And so for someone to just recognize my hair in its natural form and um, to be kind enough to share a compliment really meant a lot to me. And this stranger that I never spoke to or saw again really helped shift my perspective in terms of how I should feel about my hair and also how I should feel about myself. So just being confident going out into the world like that. Now, there'll be people listening to this probably rolling their eyes like, oh, my gosh, it's not a big deal at all. Going out with your hair in its natural form shouldn't be a big deal. Cutting your hair shouldn't be a big deal. And that's more like that's how I think and feel about it now. But this is with the benefit of 10 years of being natural. So if that's the point you're at now, if you're a new natural and that's how you're feeling and there are people around you that are rolling your eyes or telling you it's not a big deal, don't don't listen. It's fine to feel good about it and it's fine to be excited about it. And I hope that you enjoy the process and the journey as much as many of us have. Like I said, it's been 10 years now. I have gone through different I mean there's different I've tried the curly girl method the LOC method again we could talk about that in in future episodes there's a lot to unpack in terms of natural hair movements within the movement I hated the term natural hair movement by the way I really hated it I didn't see it as a movement there was nothing radical or political about it per se it was just people deciding to go back to their natural texture so I didn't like that it was framed in that way but again, I don't think it matters so much to me now. Um, I've gotten to a point now where maybe my my own hair is not necessarily the focus or center of my day or activities in the same way that it was when I first went natural. I don't know that I have the same level of patience and time for it that I did before. And I see the difference in terms of the my hair health, um, in terms of how I feel when I do have to do it in terms of how I feel when it is out. But I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think that there can be seasons for your hair, just as there are seasons for everything else. Um, and I know that many, many seasoned naturals or people that have been natural their whole lives, they don't really get too caught up or too upset. They don't obsess too much over really rigorous routines or really time consuming routines. And I think I'm definitely starting to lean more in that direction. I'm considering doing sister locks or micro locks in the new year. Seriously, seriously considering it. Um, and maybe that will be the next phase or stage of my own personal natural hair journey. In terms of personal reflections, the things that I've learned about hair care and the things that I've been able to share with other people, it just boils down to self-care. So if you're drinking water if your diet is right, if you're getting the vitamins and the minerals that you need, if you're taking care of your hair the way you would your skin, your body, everything else, then I think it flourishes. And when you stop doing those things, you see and feel the difference. And then it's up to you to decide whether or not you care or not. <laughs> like maybe you don't care and that's fine. And maybe you do. 
I'm almost at the point of being neutral about my hair. I don't hate it. I'm, I don't know that I love it either. I like it, but I don't know that I'm at the, I mean, when I first went natural, I loved my hair. I loved the texture. I loved being natural. I don't know that there's the same level of enthusiasm about it, but I do know that there's a sense of peace and contentment. And in a lot of ways, that's better for me. The only other thing I grapple with now is, should I cut it and just enjoy the ease of having my hair short and, you know, go back to my tapered cut that I had a few years ago? Or do I grow it out and, you know, be intentional and deliberate about taking care of it and doing the things to, that I need to, to retain length and to keep it healthy? But I realized that there is, there's maybe some things that we need to unpack as a community when it comes to this obsession with natural hair length. Um, your hair doesn't need to be long to be nice. And you're not obligated to grow it out just because you've got natural. And I have to remind myself of this sometimes, even 10 years later. I find myself making excuses and having to explain and give people context each time I cut my hair. I find myself having to say, I'm cutting it because it's more manageable. Or I'm cutting it so I spend less time on it. Or I'm cutting it because X, Y, Z. Um, but I'm hoping to move into a space where I don't need to explain to people why I'm doing things or making decisions about my hair because I don't do it for any other part of my body. So, um, yeah, this was a bit about my natural hair journey. I'm going to end it quite abruptly because I have other topics that I would really love to spend more time on. Um, I sometimes struggle a bit to find a balance between talking about myself and sharing my story and not disclosing more than I need to online. But I initiated these conversations and I initiated this dialogue with this podcast and this platform. And I think that sharing my story is also a part of that. So um, maybe there will be future episodes or maybe at times I'll be able to divulge and share more about the specifics of my natural hair journey and different parts of it and different years and what I did. But for now, this has been a brief intro or summary into why I went natural, some of my reflections 10 years down the line. Um, and if people have questions or ideas around what I could talk about in future in relation to natural hair, natural topics, people I should inv invite into the studio to talk to as well, then you can hit me up at the Curly Cookie on Twitter. That's my handle, the Curly Cookie, or Cookies Real Hair Care on Instagram and Facebook. So until next time, curl friends, this has been Cookie of Cookies Real Hair Care, and you've been listening to the Natural Hair Podcast. <laughs>